Welcome to Binge on Selvah podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer, Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Enchanté. Hello everyone, welcome to the Binge on Self-Love podcast. If you're new here, hi, my name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi. Thank you so much for stopping by and for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful week so far. And when I started this podcast a couple of months ago, I promised myself to keep it real and as honest as possible and talk about things that are not always easy to talk about and talk about things that we don't always want to share. The reason is that being a binge eater myself for over six years, I desperately needed somebody who would understand me. Eating disorders and recovery are not just about weight. There are so many things that come with it and that nobody prepares us for. And I know that sometimes things can get overwhelming and you can feel like you're going through so much shit all on your own and you feel like you will never get through this. I want today's episode to be a bit more extensive and cover multiple different topics and problems that many people going through an eating disorder recovery experience. Things like bloating, comparison, accepting our imperfections, feeling confident in a relationship and so much more. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enchanté. First and foremost, I want you to remember that there's no template on what an eating disorder recovery should look like. We have all developed an eating disorder for different reasons. We are all unique human beings. So even our eating disorder recoveries will look a little different. There is no defined time when you need to pass all the obstacles in your way. There is just you who deserves to be healthy and happy and feel accepted. The first point I want to talk about today is that time brings the change. So let me explain this. When I first started seeing a therapist and I started the journey of healing, of understanding myself and of treating my body better, I felt hundreds of different emotions all at the same time. 
But one thought in particular kept popping in my head over and over again, multiple times a day. And that was, you're never gonna do it. You're never gonna change. And as much as I think our recovery journeys are different and unique to ourselves, I dare to say that so many of us doubt whether or not we will be able to make the recovery happen. It's like you can feel happy and proud of progressing, of taking that one step forward, of overcoming your fear, but then all of a sudden the doubts hit you again like a wrecking ball. I remember I had days when I felt really good, I was eating well, and by eating well I mean I was eating on a regular basis, I wasn't purposely skipping meals and I wasn't binging. So I had those days when I felt really good and like I am progressing and then I would go to a supermarket and I would see some chocolate bar or something and suddenly all those different thoughts started popping in my head. You're thinking about food again. You're just never going to get out of this. You are a binge eater forever. And I think you will agree with me that it's hard not to listen to those thoughts, but it's even harder not acting upon them. But the truth is, thoughts are just thoughts. They are nothing without our attention and they are nothing without our action. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is that you will doubt yourself a lot when in recovery, it's normal, it's part of the process. You will doubt whether you've made the right decision, you will doubt whether you can actually get through this, you will doubt whether you even really want to recover and get better, you will doubt whether it is all worth it and whether your life just wasn't better with an eating disorder and just a side note no it was not better with an eating disorder and these thoughts will come at the very beginning of your journey but they may appear at any time during the recovery process as well and maybe even after that doubting ourselves and our abilities is normal especially when we are trying to change something if you start feeling overwhelmed and you start doubting yourself Try to remind yourself that thoughts are just thoughts. They will come, but they will also leave. You don't have to listen to them and you don't have to act upon them. And one more thing I want to mention in relations to this is that when starting off the recovery journey, it may feel like there's nothing really different and that nothing has really changed. But the biggest changes usually happen by taking the smallest steps. And you know, it's like when you see someone every day, you don't really notice anything different about them. But then if you haven't seen someone for like six months or something, and then you meet them again, all of a sudden you see so many things that are different about them. And it doesn't have to be just appearance. It, has, it can also be something like about their character or their behavior. So I think the same applies to any kind of change, even the change that comes with recovering from an eating disorder. It may feel like not much has changed, but trust me, the time is key here. To give you an example, when I first started my recovery journey, I haven't noticed much difference. I was still binging, but the frequency was decreasing and so was the amount of food I binged on. I had more days when I felt happier and physically better, but I haven't really noticed that. It was only after some time and only after reflecting on where I've started when I realized how far I've actually come. 
So my little advice on navigating negative thoughts when in recovery would be to give yourself enough time. Try not to listen to the negative thoughts. Notice them, but let them go. They don't have any power over you unless you give it to them. The second point I want to talk about today is bloating. Yes, we are human beings and our stomachs get bloated. And it doesn't happen only to people with eating disorders, such as those who binge, but it can happen to anybody. And just to make it really clear, I'm not talking about medical condition when it can be some other issue, but I'm talking about more of feeling bloated. Bloating is one of the side effects that has remained in my life after the binge eating recovery. I don't remember having any issues with bloating in particular up until I was 18 or 19, which is when I started binging. And even after the binge sessions has reduced, I was still bloated. And I got bloated even after eating a regular meal. I didn't even have to binge. There were so many moments when I was so bloated that I had to get home from wherever I was because I was just in so much pain. I know that partially I am the one to blame for all that bloating because I was eating like shit for so long that I damaged my body a lot. But at the same time, bloating is part of our lives and part of us being human. And it doesn't always have to have a connection to an eating disorder. And just to make it clear, I'm not talking about the health condition itself. If you are having issues with being bloated, I think consulting that with a doctor is a great idea but i'm talking more about bloating as a side effect of binge eating anyway i used to feel so ashamed about being bloated i wouldn't wear anything that would highlight my stomach area just because i didn't feel comfortable nor pretty at any other time than in the morning when my stomach was flat Also, what has helped me to create this false narrative around being bloated and feeling ashamed are social media. My feed was full of women with perfect looking bodies all day, all year round. And obviously being and feeling bloated can make us feel less comfortable in our own skin. We may feel less confident, we may feel insecure. But the thing is that yes, partially bloating is uncomfortable and like I said if it's like a medical condition it's a great idea to consult that with a doctor but at the same time we often feel bloated and we often feel not good in our skin and it has more to do with our mental state than it has with our physical state itself but the thing is that even if you feel bloated in the recovery we still have the same body the same skin you're not less beautiful or less gorgeous because of being bloated. I feel like it has a lot to do with our body image. We feel like we are too big and that we and we don't feel good enough and we don't feel good in, good in our own skin and stuff like that. The third point I want to talk about today are imperfections and comparison. Eating disorders are often connected with a desire to be perfect. I get it, being perfect seems like an appealing idea. Who wouldn't want to be perfect, right? The problem is that perfection doesn't exist. So when we come across something on our bodies that isn't perfect or that we feel like isn't perfect, we start to despise it. I think we all define self-love in a little different way. Each of us is probably going to interpret self-love in a slightly different way. And I think there's nothing really wrong with that. 
To me, self-love is about coming to terms with yourself and with who you are and being compassionate and becoming your biggest cheerleader, not your enemy. And I think that recovering from an eating disorder is partially and importantly about being in peace with yourself and accepting yourself or at least trying to accept yourself as a whole. And not see, not really seeing yourself as a bunch of imperfections and flaws, but seeing yourself and accepting yourself just the way you are. I know it sounds like a cliche, but cliches are usually the most true. The mindset that eating disorder taught us is to never be happy and to always focus on what's wrong with us. Oh, I have such big thighs or my stomach rolls when I sit down or I'm a loser and failure because I can control myself around food and I know it's hard seeing yourself as something else than those negative things it's hard to believe that you are worth so much more than what an eating disorder makes you believe and to be realistic I don't think that loving yourself is like reaching some highest possible level of nirvana or something there will always be times when we feel better as well as there will be times when we feel worse I also don't think that self-love should be about accepting everything as a straight fact and becoming completely passive against everything and giving up on any control over our lives. I think humans are designed to continuously evolve and progress. Therefore, change is an inevitable part of our lives and self-love and self-acceptance don't happen overnight. It's more like a long life journey, constant work, sometimes it's easier, sometimes you don't even have to try, but other times you just have to do your best and focus on the positive. I started my recovery process about three years ago, recovering from binge eating disorder for those who don't know. And I would lie if I told you that I never doubt myself or that I never wanted to change anything about my body. I think that anyone who would tell you that would be lying. From time to time, usually when I just feel really low and I become too obsessive about the way I look, all I can focus on are my thoughts that are screaming like, Why do I have to have such wide hips and big ties? Or why can I have skinny legs like other girls? Or why can't I just be perfect? But the thing is that even people who never struggled with an eating disorder have moments in their lives when they don't like something about either their body or themselves in general. We are all humans, we have imperfections, but we also have many great qualities and and focusing only on what we feel like is wrong with us is just so short-sighted and useless and contradictory. And one thing that has helped me is reminding myself that even if all of the sudden my hips became narrower, I wouldn't be happier. I would just go and find another thing to be obsessive about and to desperately try to change. The peace with your body must come from within. The last point I want to talk about today are relationships in the context of recovery. I think that relationships are not really mentioned when speaking of recovery, which is pretty surprising since they often are affected by the eating disorder and the recovery as well. At this time of this episode, I've been in a relationship for almost eight years and my boyfriend has basically been with me when I started binge eating, all through the worst of the worst, 
all through my lowest points and he's also been with me through the recovery process itself. One could say that we have a pretty strong relationship and I do and I do think so too, but no one could ever prepare me for how much an eating disorder could affect our romantic life. Few things that affected our relationship definitely were my low self-confidence like the lowest of lows that you can imagine. When my bench eating disorder was at its worst, I have barely left my house other than going to shop for bench food or going for work. And I even went to work by car, literally literally like 500 meters, because I was so ashamed and angry with myself. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to experience anything, meet anyone. And I guess you can imagine how damaging this is to a relationship, especially if at the beginning you were doing so much together. Another thing is becoming more self-centric. The more my mind was consumed by food and by binging and my weight, the less space I had for anything else. And I admit that I became too focused on myself and my problems that I haven't really been there for my boyfriend and I haven't really paid that much attention to him. Which I'm not saying is going to happen to everyone, of course not. But this definitely happened to me and to our relationship and all I focused on were mostly just my feelings, my problems and my weight and my appearance. I also became extremely jealous and envious. I felt threatened by other girls. I envied them, the energy they had, the charm they had, the zest for life they emanated. The funny and the sad part is that my boyfriend never gave me a reason to feel like that. It was the eating disorder that made me feel like that, that made me feel so insecure and that also took everything that brought me joy from my life. From the other perspective, I am incredibly grateful that my boyfriend has been such a huge support system for me. I can only imagine how hard and difficult it must have been from his perspective and also how challenging it must, ha it must have been. I can tell that he has a ton of patience for dealing with me and my mood swings like 500 million times a day and that person that's there for you doesn't necessarily have to do anything because just knowing that they are there for you they are supporting you they are cheering for you no matter how shitty day your husband it's honestly such a blessing and i'm so incredibly grateful for having someone like that in my life but at the same time eating disorders usually don't affect just you but also your closest circle of people so that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to this episode. I want to ask you a huge favor. If you liked and enjoyed today's episode, please rate the Bench on Salvaf podcast on Apple Podcasts and give it a thumbs up on YouTube and feel free to share this podcast with anyone who you think might find it helpful. If you have any topic suggestions that you would like me to cover in this podcast, feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me an email at anci at bingeonselflove.com. Have a great rest of the week, stay true to yourself and talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self-Love podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. 
You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!